Welcome to episode 375 of the show. A long time ago, when I was still based in Lagos and uh, my brother was still involved in the business, he used to handle the video and I would do all the photography. And that's where the name of the first business came from, the photography business, Ayede Film and Photography, because we also used to do wedding videos as well. Although later on, it turned out that when a lot of people heard um, film, they thought more like movies. And so uh, that didn't quite convey, um, it didn't quite pass along uh, what it is that we did in the business, but we stuck with the name anyway. So this is not about how we came up with the name for our business, but rather it's um, an interesting episode from a very long time ago that I haven't forgotten. And I think we can get some useful insights that we can share for um, you gentle listeners here on the podcast, assuming that you haven't made this mistake um, already that my brother and I made. So this was a long time ago, we're back in Lagos, and we had our first expatriate couple, um, both coming in from Ghana. The lady was, uh, sorry, not Ghana, uh, Canada. Yeah, Canada. The lady was Nigerian. Uh, the guy was from, uh, gosh, I can't remember, Trinidad and Tobago or some something like that. Anyway, so they were coming in and we already had the discussions, um, you know, the usual questions. Do you want a pre-wedding shoot? You know, blah, blah, blah. And it turns out they didn't want the pre-wedding shoot. And, but still, we... After we agreed to the price, we still managed to wrangle a pre-wedding shoot um, in there. And the angle that we came from was that uh, they were going to be in uh, Nigeria. The lady was going to be home after a long while. And her husband-to-be was coming into the country with his friends and his family. And it was the first time coming into Nigeria. And um, I figured let's turn this into an excursion for them. And so uh, there was this... Um, What's it called? I can't remember the name, but there's this uh, famous artist on Lagos Island. She um, she's a sculptor and she um, she promotes uh, the arts among um, amongst women, especially women who have been victims of um, domestic abuse and stuff like that. I think because she came from a polygamous background and she also happened to be with a husband who was um, physically um, abusive, and so she decided to um, hoof it, started this. Um, uh, this museum on her own eventually her children came of age and joined her in the business and it's really successful now so she's an inspiring uh, figure in the art community in um, Lagos and it's an interesting place for tourists to pass through because you get to see um, uh, things from the visual arts, um, different perspectives. Um, let's see, what else? Like on the day we went there, they were showing off some uh, gilets in different traditions. Uh, for those of you who are foreigners listening to the show, for those of you listening in uh, the UK or America, a gele is a traditional headpiece in the uh, southern part of Nigeria. Um, it doesn't have to be southern per se because different tribes have these kinds of headpieces and so y'all just call them gele pretty much. And so uh, when we showed up with a couple um, geles or what were being showcased, so you got to see lots of things um, in the visual spectrum, um, uh, gele fabrics, uh, sculpture, uh, paintings, um, what else? And um, is it ki kinetic art or kinesthetic art? I can't remember what the word is, but basically it's when you have um, art installations that uh, move around. You don't just have things that are stationary, like a, a sculpture that doesn't um, move. So different kinds of um, art installations. And so that's how we wove in the pre-wedding shoot piece. We figured, we've made the arrangements. Um, you guys come in town. 
uh, when you guys get into town, uh, we'll pick this day free. I think we picked a Thursday because the traditional was going to be, I think it must have been a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And then the traditional was on a Thursday and then the church thing was on a Saturday. So we'll drive you guys into Lagos Island. You guys have a look around. We'll have a look at the uh, museum. And so that's what we organized. And it turned out to be a really uh, wonderful affair. The owner of the gallery was there. Um, she got to meet us one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. We shared some aspects of her story. She offered words of encouragement um, to the young uh, couple. Also some advice. And um, I like to keep my pre-wedding shoots uh, candid. And so um, we're able to get lots of good footage of them uh, throughout the whole uh, process. And so we did that and loads of um, interesting things. And the reason why we did that actually was not just so that we could get our pre-wedding shoot done, even though they didn't want one. But the reason why we did that was we were trying to provide value to the clients. Now you remember that a lot of us start off in business, we have good intentions and we want to provide value to our client base. But the problem is nobody says what value is. So just like my brother and I, there are a bunch of you who are running around right now trying to figure out what value is to your clients and to deliver that value. And that is exactly what we did. We provided value, or so we thought. So the wedding went on and um, it got to the part after the exchange of vows that the bride said, oh, she's ready for her couple shoot now. And I remember that that's not something we discussed because in the beginning she said she was down with things being uh, candid. So that threw us for a loop because we hadn't prepared any ideas um, about uh, for the uh, couple shoot. But I'm good at freestyling anyway. So um, we made it happen. And then at the end of the day, we delivered the photos and uh, the feedback was mixed. Uh, the family loved the album. They loved the experience. When they got back home, uh, okay, well, they're based in Canada, but eventually when they visited um, uh, his hometown, his village, uh, should I say village? I'm not sure if people in Trinidad and Tobago, so they have villages. But let's just say he went back to his village or whatever. And the mayor of the town happened to see it and he thought it was really nice uh, and was a good uh, cultural act, um, artifact. You know, the wedding of... Um, uh, um, you know, Caribbean meets uh, Yoruba, meets uh, Lagos Yoruba. And um, so anyway, he thought it was a good cultural artifact. And so the second copy of the album currently is being housed um, in the village museum. And so that part sounded really, really nice. I just like the idea that I have a piece of work right now in another country, in some sort of a museum that uh, people think is worthy of... Um, is worthy of being assessed um, assessed as a cultural artifact. So that part of the feedback was really, really good. And if you look at it from that angle, my brother and I think that we did pretty well, that we scored a point. Now, the problem was the bride, even though they, you know, she didn't have any problems with the album per se, she just kind of was hoping for more couple uh, portraits. And, um, you know, it's one of those situations where a couple of us have been in where uh, we fail to ask qualifying questions and figure out what it is that the couple wants. And so at the end of the day, we do a job that is technically good. There's no problem. There's no flaw. In fact, lots of people will look at it and say, wow, just like the mayor who looked at it and figured, oh, this thing is a cultural artifact. Let's have a copy here in our museum. But for the couple, it just didn't meet what it is that they were looking for. And that is the... That is what I wanted to share with you guys uh, today. A mistake that a lot of us make when we're trying to look for ways to be valuable to our clients 
is that we don't figure out what value means to them and we end up freestyling and we might get ourselves into a bit of a pickle like we did so at the point where we were sending emails and making phone calls before they got into niger i should have tried to narrow down exactly what it is that they found valuable and exactly what it is that she wanted what they wanted uh, the groom was an anyhow kind of guy. So for him, pre-wedding shoot, no pre-wedding shoot, museum, no museum, you know, he was good. He was down to go any which way. So I should have keyed in, I found out exactly what it is that they wanted. So she said that she was okay with things being candid, but then I should have asked implication questions to be sure that she understood exactly what it is that candid means. Like she realized the implication because then she would have realized that, oh, does candid mean you're just going to follow me around and take pictures as they occur and she was like ah, no that's not what i want to we have to do this idea i would like this idea this part where he carries me up this part where the bride stand like this no we have to do all those ones blah 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 and so it's a mistake that a lot of us make i just use that technical term candid photography photographers know what that means videographers know what that means maybe people with uh, some kind of um, journalistic background knows uh, know what that means but we just assume that our clients understand but the thing is our clients do not because they're just regular folk so i should have asked questions to figure out what was valuable and then if it became clear that what was valuable to them or rather to her was the stylized uh, couple portraits then we should have focused on that and we would have saved ourselves a whole lot of money because remember we had sealed the deal uh collected the uh collected the money and then we tried to throw in these add-ons because we were trying to show value but then of course you fuel up cars you're driving people around uh things like that and that eats into your profits so it was a valuable sorry it was a fun experience for members of the uh family and um for the rest of the train and all and yes it was a fun experience but it cost us uh, quite a bit of money and perhaps it was not money well spent because uh, the main constituent, um, the bride and the groom, or rather the bride, you know, didn't find the whole thing valuable. And the whole point of the experience that she thought was most valuable, we didn't end up delivering on. So this is one lesson that I've spoken about previously on the podcast, and I'm using this as an example to flesh it out, that in the journey to provide value to the client, value is not what you think is valuable. Value is always determined in reference to the client. So it's about what the client thinks is valuable. So you have to try and figure out when you're having conversations with the client from the beginning about what they find value and then find ways to deliver on that promise. So that's part of the reason why we talk about on the podcast. And if you listen to other sales shows where they talk about qualification questions and things like that, you know, that's the whole point behind qualifications. Who is this person? What is it that they want? What problem are they trying to solve? What vision are they trying to move towards? Do I have the skill set to be able to fulfill on that? And do we have the same expectations around money and other deliverables? That's the whole point of qualification. You don't go through qualifications exercise. You end up running into problems like this where you have vague ideas about providing value to the customer and then you end up shooting yourself in the foot. And even if you must do this kind of uh, thing, provide a valuable experience, in quote, like we did it's something that you ought to uh build into your um your costing and that's a rookie mistake on um, our part because we uh, sealed the deal based on one parameter and then we now introduce some other things on the back end that drastically um, ate into our profits so value is determined not by you but value is determined in relation to the couple 
And for some of you, you've already made that mistake. And I know that you're smiling right now listening to the podcast because you remember the time when you made that uh, mistake as well. And um, it's just, uh, I guess that's how we earn our stripes. You know, we all, we all go through it. But if you're a newbie and you haven't made this mistake yet, please do not fall into the trap because there's no point in collecting a whole bunch of money from someone. I'm not going to divulge how much uh, we collected because it was embarrassing. But let's just say you end up collecting, uh, let's say you collect 500k from a couple and then you end up spending 420 or maybe 450 in executing and that just ends up being crap because at the end of the day, how much is left? You still have to um, schedule in, uh, sorry, factor in cost of running the business and then uh, paying your taxes and then stuff like that. And if you're going to collect 500k and you're only making 50k on a margin or 70k on a margin, then it's not um, it's not a healthy way uh, to grow your business over the uh, long haul. Now, why did I remember this whole thing about value? And that's because um, Grandma, that's my mom, um, has been with us and uh, she left. I had to do. She left this morning and I had to do some market runs. And that was yesterday. She followed me to the market and she has this guy, Stephen, that she uh, goes to all the time. And that's because she came to buy something from Stephen once. And Stephen, um, uh, my mom has a bad, she, well, she has her knee flares up every um, once in a while. And so she was in one of those flare-up periods. And so Stephen offered to um, go around and buy meat and a couple of um, stuff for her. And then since then, uh, grandma, my mom, I'm saying momsy anyway because the kids call her grandma so anyway um so that's how grandma was hooked and then grandma introduced uh my wife to steven and then of course me to steven and so steven is now kind of like a hub for when we go uh to the market we always go to him for the um you know for turkey uh for fish i don't like fish my wife is crazy over fish i don't know i don't know why people like fish i think it smells disgusting but um, I hope this doesn't alienate me from those of you who are um, fish eaters on the podcast. So I don't like fish. It's not my thing. Anyway, so we go to him for a whole bunch of stuff. And that is one of the ways that Stephen provides uh, value to our family because um, he, um, he helps us out. So like when we went to the market, I was in a bit of a pickle because I don't know how to buy meat. And of course, I didn't want my mom running all over the whole market. And so she was like, oh, don't worry that uh, Stephen will handle this. So she sat at Stephen's. I went to buy a couple of stuff. Stephen handled the meat. Um, he bargained well. My wife was happy with the results when we got home. And that is uh, Stephen's way of um, providing value. And it's something that my mom uh, made a remark about um, when we were discussing customer retention. And yes, I talk about stuff like this um, with my mom because she used to be in a public relations um, background. Um, her first public relations gig outside of uh, when she left journalism because she used to be with the NTA. She was the, uh, what's that word? She was the first uh, public relations manager for the Hilton Hotel here in Abuja. So on there, from there when she moved to Lagos, she was with MCNA, that's uh, Marketing Communications and Advertising. That's part of the Troika Holding Group. Uh, I think the chairman's name is, uh, what's his name? Is he on Nabanjo? I can't remember. But he has lots of other companies that are famous if you are in that space, in the advertising space in Nigeria, you will know them. There's MCNA, uh, Troika Holdings, that's the main company. Uh, the Quadrant, that was a public relations firm. And my mom worked, um, I think, in every single arm um, of his business. So, yeah, we talk about things like that, sales, marketing, customer retention, blah, blah, blah. So we spoke about Stephen 
and um, customer retention and things like that. And the whole conversation about value came up. And that's just also another perfect example about how value is customer-centric and not in relation to you. Because there are a lot of people who are in Stephen's um, situation and who will assume that value, as defined by the customer, means uh, price. And so in order to be valuable, there are lots of Stevens in the market who will try to cut their price. So a kilo of chicken is one five. You figure, okay, let me be valuable to the client. Let me sell it at one three, or let me sell it at one four. You know. So, uh, but actually, for this family, that is me, my wife, uh, my mom, and sometimes my in-laws coming into the market, value is defined in other ways that costs him very little because the meat stall is just a two-minute walk away from his own shop and he has a store assistant so he walks away uh haggles they cut the meat they bring it back and so that is him providing value and the reason why he knows it's valuable is because he's been hanging out with us for a while and um well he didn't ask any questions but he kind of sussed it out he didn't figure out value based on what he thought he figured out value based on what uh, on how we look at it, you know, our own convenience and grandma's convenience. And that's why we keep coming back over and over and over again. And it's um, an interesting uh, customer retention um, strategy. Now, so these examples might seem worlds apart to you guys, but I guess what Stephen has done well that we failed to do in the beginning was we just assumed that we knew what value was, but Stephen rather looked at the whole situation and figured out how can I derive, how can I, uh, sorry, not derive, deliver value to these people, to this family on their own terms. And so for those of us who's made that mistake, I hope we're not going to keep making that mistake um, in the future by trying to determine what value is. But if you're a newbie getting into this entrepreneurship game, this business game, Remember, don't make the mistakes that some of us have made. Value is not what you think it is. Value is always determined in relation to the customer. And how do you know? You might be good at reading situations like Stephen, but if you're not one of those people who have that native intelligence for looking at a situation and then sourcing things out, just do what I do and other people do. Just ask. So you're faced with a bride, you're faced with a groom, and they say they want this, they want this, they want this. Dig in, probe in ask questions, figure out what, figure out the needs you know, according to the hierarchy. What does she like the most? What does she like the least? You're free to throw in some ideas like we did around the pre-wedding shoot. But if you throw in the pre-wedding shoot thing or some other service because you're a wedding planner or whatever and they don't seem to uh, bite the bullet, oh sorry, not bite the bullet, what's the word? They don't chomp at it, then don't flog it. Or you might even ask like, oh, it's like you guys are not really into this whole pre-wedding shoot thing. And then they'll say, no, we're not really into the pre-wedding shoot. At that point, just let it be. Because you're not going to score any brownie points by introducing anything that you think is valuable, but they can't be bothered with. So that's it for today's show. Thank you very much for listening to today's recording. I'll catch you guys again at the next recording. Um, I'm your host, Abuja-based sales consultant and event media professional, Tabishima Ayede. Thank you very much for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording. And... Uh, Let's see what else. Yeah, that's it pretty much. So, um, yeah, so tomorrow is my birthday. And because of that, podcast recording is going to be pretty late. I'll probably record much later at night after we're done um, hanging out uh, with the fam. So thank you guys for hanging out with me so far, especially those of you who've been listening since uh, the first episode of the podcast or the really episodes, the really early episodes of the podcast. So thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys on the next recording. And... Uh, Enjoy the rest of the weekend.